Hey guys, welcome to the third episode of The Logically Savage. You're here today with Brad and Mike. And happy belated Tiananmen Square Day. May we continue fighting censorship, communism, and cultural Marxism in our everyday lives. Amen to that. Uh, before we go any further, I want to mention a little mistake I might have done in my previous episode about the Mike Pence empty box video. So actually, it turns out to be fake news, believe it or not. It's a clip that has been edited by Jimmy Kimmel, uh, purportedly showing VP Mike Pence handing empty boxes of medical protective equipment and saying, oh, can we still take a picture for the news? Uh, what actually happened is that VP Pence joked about one of the boxes being empty and saying the quote after offloading full boxes. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, unsurprisingly, took down that clip and uh, apologized. But the damage at that point was obviously done and the apology forgotten. We want to say thanks to our listener that pointed this out. As we have mentioned here at The Logically Savage, we always seek the truth and try to avoid bias as much as possible. It's about holding people accountable for misinformation, and we are no different from that. So thanks to you uh, listeners of The Logically Savage. Yeah, thanks for that. And uh, so, Mike, speaking of fake news, as the country is now facing tremors in a form of uh, civil unrest, China has actually stepped up their game and took the opportunity to produce uh, Photoshop pictures of the riots uh, with demonstrators brandishing signs calling for help from China. Uh, you, you could see things uh, like the Chinese flags photoshopped um, you know, in different places and uh, the signs saying China help us breathe and uh, lots of propaganda pieces like that. I mean, is, is it that surprising? No, not at all. Uh, matter of fact, you would expect China to do something like that InfoOps. First of all, because their own people don't have access to the regular internet that our people have. So you expect that. It just shows you that China is ever so slightly taking more and more and more chances that could potentially enrage the United States. But the thing is, China's taking a calculated bet, saying that right now they got a lot of bigger fish to fry. So they know they can get away with this. And, and this moves me to my next point that these protests, as much as, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it, whatever your opinions may be, if they're needed or not needed, these protests can be dangerous in, in a way that it actually can lead the, the world stage to, to look at the United States as not so much, you know, fit to lead the world anymore. Because think about it, the, war, the United States is currently burning. There's riots, there's protests, there's National Guard, even some, you know, active duty troops patrolling the streets you're gonna have countries like china you know russia iran venezuela they're gonna be willing to you know take more risk on the world stage and if something worse you know god forbid actually happens in the u.s where it actually falls into a prolonged period of civil unrest or god forbid even a civil war then the rest of the world is going to take, you know, they're going to take their opportunity to, you know, establish themselves on a world stage. Now that the United States has bigger problems at home, it's going to be, you know, maybe redeploying troops from, you know, Europe into the United States to help with this, you know, new insurrection. Hopefully, again, never happens. But it, it just calls to mind that uh, scene in, you know, the 2004 uh, movie uh, V for Vendetta, the retirees, you know, they're watching the news. And this, you know, this new fascist Britain. And basically the news is talking about, you know, uh, I think it's the second or third year of the United States Civil War and how it's raging on. And, you know, you see you see U.S. soldiers, you know, M1 Abrams tanks on the streets fighting against, you know, who knows what. And, it, you know, it's, it's getting oddly ominous and unfortunately very close to reality in terms of how, you know, the social unrest is 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 taking up in the United States right now. And, and we have to be very cognizant, very aware to make sure that, yes, while there's some differences in many things in the United States, at the end of the day, united we stand, divided we fall. Exactly. And uh, this this actually makes me think uh, the whole Civil War scene that you mentioned, uh, I kind of thought back of the French Revolution. 
So if you guys remember, uh, there used to be La Terreur, which right after they executed uh, the French uh, king and uh, Marie Antoinette, you know, off um, letting me eat cake and all that stuff. And uh, they also executed almost 500,000 people of that revolution uh, during a span of two years until Napoleon came in and took power with the army because at this point, after two years of lawlessness, England, Austria, other European countries were looking around with a lot of interest at conquering this new lawless and leaderless France. So Napoleon managed to uh, get people together, crowned himself king, showed leadership, showed uh, strength and power at a time uh, it was required, unified France under his banners, and went on with a very impressive list of conquests around Europe and uh, different other spheres, eventually to be turned back uh, by a coalition of European powers and uh, his failed campaign in Russia. And, and that's the thing, you gotta show that at the end of the day, while the US is having problems at home, I have no doubt that, you know, this, they will be able to pull forward, you know, men and realize that it, it is one of the greatest countries ever established in the world, just because, you know, the, the pure individual liberty of everyone, you know, the great economy, just everyone can, you know, so much vast space, every sort of, you know, different climate in the country. It really is a good country, the best country in my opinion, and uh, the world cannot lose it because as soon as the world loses the United States, it's gonna be China taking over. And trust me, even China, you know, with Hong Kong, nobody wants to live under Chinese rule. Yeah, and we stand, uh, we stand in solidarity with Taiwan, Hong Kong, everyone that's getting oppressed by the Chinese regime at the moment, uh, taking, uh, you know, big strides around the world as this whole situation is unfolding. And uh, I do agree with you, we live in amazing countries, you know, living in North America, is uh, definitely winning the lottery. It's, it's an amazing place to be, an amazing place to live in terms of uh, all the services that are available to us, the quality of life we get. And um, it's crazy to see that a lot of people are not necessarily realizing how good we have it. And us two, speaking as immigrants, we know how it is on the other side, what it is to, you know, fear for your life because of some brutal dictatorships and, you know, civil wars and whatnot. So I also wanted to kind of raise the point that riots and looting that we see is definitely the worst of human nature. And not only did it ravage businesses and kill uh, good innocent people, but the thing is it also floods the police net and the responders net with calls, making it that normal people in dire situations actually have no access to police help. And uh, I mean, I saw a few sickening videos where demonstrators would attack paramedics and firefighters trying to help the population, you know, like uh, firefighters trying to extinguish burning cars about to explode and some protester run behind him and just pulls on his, uh, the hose, right? Who does that in this case? What's the point behind that? No, exactly. And that's a good point there, what you're saying that police are currently overwhelmed. Most of America's big cities, you know, millions of people, they're burning. Every cop is on the line. They have no rest. They have no resupply. Their, their cars are getting torched. You call 911 right now, and you know, the dispatcher is basically in one form or another gonna tell you, we got bigger fish to fry figure it out and then they hang up on you imagine you need 911 someone's breaking into your house about to damage your family or your property and and this is where the the culture of men self betterment accountability comes in you need to be able to defend yourself your family your possessions your livelihood and your pride and this is where i i call for all able people to get firearms to get training to get physically fit and, and become proficient at using them because as we've proven in the 1992 LA riots the roof Koreans as we you know like to call them they 
successfully the rooftop koreans they successfully defended their livelihoods their businesses from much similar to today's root rioting and looting it goes to show you that at the end of the day you need to be able to protect yourself and project that that defense to your loved ones if someone means harm they're not going to stop at anything until they get it and you can plead there's many videos of you know these people just pleading please don't hurt me please don't hurt me and you know they get kicked in the face or there's a very disturbing video i think it's out of new york where three or four thugs literally beat up an old lady because she's trying to defend her business. Can you imagine that, seeing your grandma getting beaten up? So this is where I call all good citizens to get firearms, get training, stock up on, on ammo, and know how to use them. And do not be afraid of protecting your life. Because even if you live in a jurisdiction that looks less highly on you using lethal force to defend yourself, at the end of the day, you'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. What do you think? Exactly. I agree with you on these points. And uh, I want to also say that first and foremost, you really need to be fit and healthy. So in my opinion, that's number one on this list of things to do to be, um, you know, to, to increase your odds of survival. You guys all heard the saying fight or flight. And sometimes flight can be the smartest move, especially when you're faced with overwhelming odds. Uh, you know, you might uh, fall back to fight another day and to live. Uh, this is why good cardio is extremely essential and also good strength, um, you know, being able to run, climb obstacles. If you have children, you know, you want to also lift them up because sometimes terrain might be rough and buildings might be collapsed and you might see uh, cars piled up or something. And uh, you're going to have to lift, you know, your wife, your children, help them out. Uh, to clear those obstacles as well and being physically fit also enables you that's one of the components that people tend to overlook but if you're a physically fit person you can think more clearly even under physical duress so for example if you're not used to training if you're not fit if you don't have a good cardio let's say you try running for five kilometers to escape a certain dangerous area and then you have to stop and make decisions but if your body is not used to that stress it's immediately going to enter basic survival mode uh, your thought process is going to be extremely sluggish and slowed down and you want to avoid that. That's why uh, being healthy, being fit is going to help you survive and it's the first thing to do on your list to become, uh, become better. 100%. And another thing that you got to consider here is that uh, the brandishing a firearm at a, against a potential aggressor can be as much, you know, as much as of a deterrent as you need it to be. So we're not calling on, on people to just shoot on sight, you know, anyone who they think is, you know, means nefarious intents against them. Absolutely not. We want we want proper de-escalation of the situation, right? But just having it, as you said, you said the word deterrent, that's uh, definitely the biggest and most important thing as well. If you have that on your side, you might not need to open fire. You might not need to run and the situation might peacefully be resolved through this exactly and and, and moments like now just show you where you know a lot of people think you know in, in the justin trudeau way of you know sunny ways everything's gonna be fine sure we all hope that but hope is not a coa a course of action we cannot rely on that and the time to prepare is not when everything pardon my french when shit hits the fan time to prepare is when everything is actually you know sunny and everyone's happy that is the time to go you know buy rifles buy guns buy buy bullets because right now go look online you're not going to be finding much trust me i've been looking a lot uh, you're you never have enough bullets but you always have to stock up be prepared and have that you know worst possible case scenario in your head to know when to smartly yet discreetly disengage depending on where you live let's say you live downtown chicago 
You own a business, your house is right above that business. There's looting, rioting everywhere. Sure, you know, your business, let's say you have, you know, those big iron bars, your business is secure. You're not too concerned about, you know, people breaking in, but you're more concerned about, you know, your young wife, you know, you got two young kids. I, I want to get out of there. So you, you got you to gotta know, you got to have a plan on, first of all, what triggers you getting out of this area. So when you start hearing gunshots being fired, you know, people throwing Molotov cocktails and stuff, because at the end of the day, you can lose all your material possessions. That's fine. You have insurance but if you lose someone you care about you're never gonna get them back and at the end of the day human life is always worth more than possessions of course so you gotta have a plan what what do i have to do when i have to leave you know here at the logical savage we recommend always having a bug out bag you know three to five days of clothes you know discreet stuff having your most important papers your you know your passports your birth record exactly your car ownership and all that and just having the you know the most prudent measures ready available to use at your disposal so that when you realize that you actually have to get out of there you get out of there fast and, and actually uh back to flights uh, as you mentioned it is smart to prepare potential escape routes and a bug out bag with everything necessary to be able to survive for a week right preferably somewhere not too far away but away enough to be not in the immediate danger area uh, obviously it's a very last resort in the situation because obviously only in the case that if things get extremely out of hand and uh, because, you know, you'll have to leave your entire life possessions vulnerable to looting and arson. And uh, but you did bring up a good point. Nothing can replace the life of your loved ones against uh, mob mentality. So you might want to just steer clear of areas that are extremely in a, in a bad condition. And that's right, Brad, talking about having a strong community, neighborhood watch, uh, things like that. It's I think here at the Logically Savage, we want to create a strong and united community that we have each other's backs. And whenever you need, you know, you need help, you reach out. But that doesn't stop. A lot of us are veterans or we're in the army. You know, keep your your buddies close by, know where they live, keep, you know, up to date with them and also make friends with the neighbors, get to know them well. Because at the end of the day, the fabric of society rests on its community. So if its community is strong, society is strong. And I suggest always keeping that society nice and tight knit so that if something like this happens, I want to talk to an example in uh, in Idaho, Cardellland, Idaho. What they actually did is they started patrolling their downtown as a community, not even needed by the police. And of course, they let all these peaceful protests happen. You know, sure, people have the right to express their, you know, their, their disbelief and their their grievances with the government but they made sure that all this happened while destroying no property. So they were all armed to the teeth. They all had their rifles out, their ARs, their pistols, but yet they were friendly, they were calm, and they let these things happen. And I think to me, that is a prime example of how a tightly knit community would respond to these you know, crazy social events that are happening right now, as opposed to you know, downtown you know, New York City, where it seems to be out of a, you know, the movie uh, Joker. 100%. And these people that you mentioned, uh, they were all for it. You know, they, they will not impede anyone trying to demonstrate. They were just there to make sure that it didn't go uh, completely haywire and people started busting uh, windows, burning things down. I mean, even in Montreal right now, in a different country, there's been uh, gatherings of over 10,000, 15,000 people and uh, around uh, St. Catherine, which is a pretty big street downtown, there's been a lot of looting and hundreds of stores getting broken into and things getting stolen. So, yeah. And uh, back, back to a strong community, it's important to, uh, we talked about having good friends, a strong community, and if you're in a good group, it's going to keep you all accountable for fitness, for training, for just mental resilience in general and mental health. Because I mean, th think of you and I, right, Mike, like so many times that we managed to pull through some hard events in our personal lives, just because you're there, I'm there. Like we're always got each other's back, no matter what happens. Exactly. You know that 
the whole world can crumble around you, but your best buddy, he's always going to be there for you. He can be your rock. And you need to find people like that are always willing to help you out because sometimes, you know, especially today, it's, it's good to say, oh, I have so many friends. You know, you do all these Zoom calls with, you know, 12 people on your screens. But you got to realize if shit really gets ugly, shit hits the fan. Are they going to be there for you or are they just a summer friend? You got to think of that. And to me, that's a, that's a big consideration because as, as Brad said, you know, we've all been at low points exactly. in our lives where we require, you know, that, you know, that helping hand or that hand on our shoulder saying, but it's all going to be all right. And you really got to be able to, to sniff out the people who, who really want to be friends with you for who you are or just the, you know, friends of convenience. How many people, Brad, do you actually talk to that, you know, we went to college? Uh, very few. I mean, mostly it's uh, situational encounters. And I mean, you're always happy to see them because these, these people, they're your friends and you love them and they still like you too. But at the same time, they will never go to the same extent as, uh, for example, your best buddy, right? So you, you speak with them, you enjoy yeah. hanging out with them once they're around. But for example, they're not going to drive six hours down to see you just to spend a weekend. Yeah. And and like quality over quantity. Let that digest. Quality over quantity. It doesn't matter if you have 35 friends, but if they're all equally you know, worthless, well, what's the point of that? If you have one good friend you can always rely on, you call him at 2 a.m., and he's there for you, that is worth his weight in gold. And that right there, I couldn't suggest any better. And and that's honestly how Brad and I mm -hmm. have survived so much, you know, <laughs> bullshit, exactly. if you will, in modern. Because I mean, if you think about it, him and I, we're basically against materialism. Well, I mean, we're not really into materialistic stuff. And I mean, we could talk about one million ways how today's society is, as, as I said in the first podcast, almost the twilight zone where we died and entered somewhere where, you know, true is false and false is true and left is right right is left it, it seems like 1984 and the, the animal farm actually had a baby with a more even nefarious intent and now we're living in that reality so you the listener the logically savage listener stay strong know that there is a network of us we need to connect and that goes to my next point you should really find us on instagram at the logically savage and send us your ideas for topics any questions you may have i check it so find us on instagram at the logically savage and we want to create a community across North America, across the world of like-minded people who are always willing to improve and, you know, stay positive. Do not take the black pill. No, do not. Absolutely. We, uh, as you have mentioned, we are seekers of the real truth. You know, we want to research our facts. We want to be as unbiased as possible, but it's important to not be like an ostrich and just shove your hand into sand. You will uncover a lot of things um, that you perhaps do not want to see. Uh, the world can be a very, very cold place, but it's up to you guys to be armed with, you know, your fitness and also your knowledge, right? You want to be a warrior and you want to be a philosopher. You want to do your research and be an independent thinker. Not necessarily, you don't have to be countercurrent every single time on a normal basis. However, you cannot, you cannot let the leads in the media take you down, tell you what to think and uh, hate your own, for example. Be proud of yourselves, be proud of your country. And uh, what we see here is a really betterment of the person. Exactly. And it's ironic that we're talking about pride because we're, we're actually talking about pride in yourself, in your people, in your family, in your accomplishments, you know, old school. It's, I know it's crazy to think about it in today's day and age, but there are still people who hold those old school values as, you know, omnipotent on their lives. And we, we only wish to expand society in that aspect because I, I don't know if, if you agree with me there, Brad, but I think today's society has reached somewhat of a, you know, almost rotting level. Are dictating how we think, what we eat, where we go, 
they're dictating everything from A to Z. They want us, you know, to eat bugs, live in a pod, have a one cylinder car, don't even have a car, take the bus, do this, do that. What happened to personal freedom? You know, individual liberty, which to us in North America was a most important founding tenet. Yeah, exactly. And don't uh, don't let soy boys and bug men exactly make you feel bad, tell you what to do. I mean, be yourself. You know, you have your hobbies, you have things you want to get better on. You have, uh, you know, your dreams and ambitions. Go for it. Strive for it. Everything is attainable. Don't let, uh, yeah, don't let complete strangers uh, who themselves, you know, masquerade as having ultimate control over their life. But when in reality, they really don't. And they just absorb and consume and just follow what society tells them to do. That's a really good point there. The object of life is not to be on the side of the majority but to escape finding oneself in the ranks of the insane, Marcus Aurelius. And we really need to take that and, and realize that in these trying times, people who have a head on their shoulders, who actually don't buy into all that race baiting and divisive rhetoric from the media are most likely than not gonna actually stand, if not alone, but very, you know, very few people will stand together. And that's totally okay. I know it's hard, you know, we're all social beings myself. I love, you know, being around people, but if it means sacrificing your values to be in with the quote unquote in crowd, that means that's a big, that's a big no for me at least. And that's why we go back to having that, you know, support network of the boys or even your best buddy, whatever it may be, having a support network is very important. And you know, for the sake of your mental health, you can, you know, talk to them about your problems and, you know, just make sure you guys keep yourselves in check because, you know, especially in the, in the veteran community, mental health is, is a big issue, especially when service members saw, you know, action overseas. Like, well, because people, yeah, people like there's a lot of very hard things going on in the world, but a lot of people here find it too stressful to do the appropriate, uh, you know, digging in, you know, people just want to, they, they can, why flood themselves with bad news? when they could just surround themselves with nice little positive things where everyone is just kind of happy and just vibing, you yeah, know. The ostrich, as you were saying. Looking, looking, yeah, yeah. Looking looking at, at um, inconvenient truths and, um, you know, suffering. And it, it's just always unpleasant. And a lot of people don't think that to conduct their normal business in life, they need to see and understand the complexities of it. And remember, give us a follow on Instagram. Send us any ideas you might have. Uh, we'd like to talk about, you know, subjects, current events, just so yeah, give us a follow and uh, thanks for listening. So uh, thank you guys for listening to the third episode of The Logically Savage. Hope you appreciated today's episode and I uh, hope you guys are all staying safe in this uh, crazy world.